The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 340 on this October 16th. 2023 tonight's show is always brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save up 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts, such as the Craft Group uh, Sports Podcast and the uh, Rise of the Occasion and uh, what else? The Captain Luke's Travaganza. They're all on, on there at the uh, Belly Up Sports. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast and watching on YouTube for uh, each and every day from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters. Dave, I was uh, in the great, uh, from, from Thursday on, We last time we recorded, I was in in the great city of Edmonton, our uh, provincial capital, having a good time with my brother and his wife. And it was, uh, it was a, we had a really good time, had a, uh, probably drank a little more than we probably should have because the boy, his, his boy was uh, out uh, with an ankle injury. He's okay now, just a, a bad bruise the whole bit, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I thought, I, I thought Dr. Brent called it broken. It looked really broken. It looked really broken. And I can look at you, like you look now, it better be fucking broke because he didn't play the next two fucking games. But whatever. It's one of those things. No, it, it looked broken. It looked bad. Like it was one of those things he couldn't walk on. He was walking I'm glad by. for him. He was walking by Saturday, but it, uh, he never played for the rest of the week, and it was a little uh, too dinged up to get the boot on and everything else. But uh, Saturday was it Friday night. Me and Mike went down to the hotel bar. Uh, Deanne went to Swifty Fest in Medicine Hat, and then her and Mike's uh, – better half she uh, decided to let uh, the Redlinsky boys have a night by themselves we went down to the hotel bar and uh, just sitting there we were watching the uh, uh, out of nowhere we were watching the Colorado um, Stanford game and it was a blowout in the first half 29 to nothing or whatever it was and uh, Coach Prime this is quite funny Coach Prime was he was all high on his horse and smiling and being Coach Prime and then by uh, the end of the game that pouty motherfucker man I, me and Mike couldn't stop laughing about him hoodie up frowning the entire time that guy he's he's uh on my next like fuck off fuck off and stay fucked off list I, I couldn't believe it he likes leading from the front doesn't he and uh i was i didn't watch any of that game it was a family night for me um i was keeping a tr- keeping track of the score actually that's not true i saw i checked the halftime score and and uh the buffs were up by a, a shit ton 29 nothing 28 nothing not important and uh, but the next day when I when I read the highlights on the Twitter machine, uh, Shadur, his boy, was actually pimping uh, his Instagram channel and trying to push some merch. Yeah, it's unbelievable how that's going at on half at this time. at halftime. So that and that's what you get when you, you you get a guy like that and the NIL deals, everything else, and and being bigger. And remember, you back when we first talked talked about we're coming. We're coming. But you know what, Colorado, you got it. You got this for a long time. Yeah, your your program's doing very well. Yes, your program, you're still a, a four and three team, whatever it is. You're not going anywhere by by any means. And then when Shadur's gone, probably uh, like the, the more we get into this day, well, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on this, but the more you get into this Deion Sanders thing and the prime coach prime and the Shadur thing, this 
looks like and smells like and, and and the whole bit it looks like a guy who's coaching his his kids high school team or his, his pop warner team or his little league team wants to make sure that his, his kids getting through the system unscathed and benefits from it more than anybody else and that's what this looks like looks like to me i i'm gonna 100 disagree with that um i think this is about money it isn't about wins um well, that's, hire, what, that's what I'm getting at. He's making sure yeah. Shadur gets all the money he can. Well, it's not Shadur either. It's the University of Colorado Athletics as well, right? They were they were playing in front of family and friends the last five years. They've won more games this year than they have the previous four seasons. And and people are talking about it, and the stadium sold out. Um, Matt McConaughey and all these rappers who I don't know any of their meek male drinks. Cedric the Entertainer was there on, on Saturday on Friday the night. Fuck those guys yeah, are past their prime, but whatever. Well, and it's people I don't really know, right? And then this, um, it's become must-see TV for a bunch of people. And and Colorado, the University of Colorado, has made their money back on that hire. So what are we talking about? Like, so so prime time has delivered financially for the university you can't turn around a program in one year even though he kind of has but they're not real they're not a power right they're they're a tough out as opposed to well even like 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 even up here in canada they like that stanford colorado game if this was 365 days ago that would never have been on tsn i think it was on tsn2 uh, on Friday, on Friday night, they would have found something else to play. That game would never have been on in Canada. Never, never, ever, ever. Um, it it might have been because it was the only game, right? Like, there's what there's, there's they would have had a re- a curling rerun. You know what 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 TSN does? Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, on curling, yeah. But uh, I I understand what you're saying, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be smirched that what's going on there because primetime has delivered everything that he said he has. He's made him at least relevant. Um, they're not a lay down and the university is, has made more than enough money on, on six games than um, they have in the previous 10 years. It's funny. As we were sitting there watching the game, like, we, we were kind of sort of watching because it was a blowout in the first half there. We were sitting that, like I said, we were in that hotel bar and there was this one of those, uh, and and you, I mean, I haven't been around that part of the world for a long time, like we talked about the other night. And and you even even further back then than I have, uh, up in uh, Miscue, Alberta. But there was this girl uh, at the uh, hotel bar, and and she was looking for some company. She wasn't she wasn't a prostitute by any means, but she was looking for for. Uh, someone to buy her drinks basically i don't want to get get too uh too deep into it but she was very um friendly and me and mike we're, like, we're both basically like I'm, I'm not married but you know what i mean my mike 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 is married we're in our we're closer to 50 you're not looking for company and we're not looking for company right and this girl come up and she do you want to play pool i was like no i don't like i i don't ask mike we're like no i'm just watching the game like we weren't being rude no i'm good i'm good I said, I don't, she goes, why? Oh, I don't want to stand up and I'm watching the game. Like, I wasn't being rude. But I said, oh, I'm good. Thank you. Like this, can you, fu-? like, if, I if, don't like, know you a reason. Like, no, and I did. I said, watch the game. Sit with my brother, watch the game. And I wasn't being rude. I was like, but I was, I was getting to that point. And, uh, was the bar pretty empty? 
It was, yeah, because obviously she's, she's picking up, she's picking up me and Mike of all, of all people, right? So she's just, just a couple of she she found a a, a, a guy to uh, to uh, to uh, play pool with her. Let's put it that way. Uh, whether the, the stick stayed hard all night long, who knows with that guy? But it was uh, it was just a quite funny situation. And as she as she walked away, Michael Jesus says that girl smelled like cocaine and sperm. I was like, fuck, did I laugh? Because Mike Mike's a lot a lot more a lot more uh understated understated and not, not as outspoken as i am but when he said that that curl smelled like cocaine and sperm i was like oh man yeah that, well that, yeah, good enough for that like she came she tried to yeah we're like no we're good it's just it's funny you get to a certain point in your life you're like i'm good i don't even want to yeah like i'm not i would never entertain it but i'm not gonna enter it didn't even cycle my mind it's like you know can you just not can you just not the poison the poison cover band is next week sweetheart yeah you don't need to be here (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was uh yeah it was quite funny cocaine and sperm fuck i was like (laughs) cover from mike redlinsky's mouth i was like jesus should come from between my ears not yours but it was funny but anyways dave uh the nfl got going again this weekend week six kind of got as came and went basically right now as we're recording you had the dallas one stars playing against the uh the, the los angeles chargers don't care the scores doesn't matter to me right now a whole bunch but uh the big thing yesterday, there was a couple of games that were decided by officials late. And this becomes a thing. Remember we had Tom O'Connor back on the, on the show and he said, you don't leave it in the judge's hands. This is kind of the same thing about leaving it in an official's hands. But when you have a game uh, and you get into that point in the season where every win and loss matters a whole bunch more because it can a playoff spot and everything else and players are getting hurt and when, and on and on it goes. But, you got uh, a couple of games. One, one the uh, the San Francisco 49ers against the Cleveland Cleveland Browns yesterday that got called. There was a, a late call. Uh, they said it was an aggressive hit on a defenseless uh, receiver. And then last night in a terrible, terrible, terrible football game between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants, uh, there should have been a penalty on a pass interference or a hold, or you could have called a number of things on that, and the, the call wasn't made. Dave, there's got, there's, there has to be a little more control with officials in the NFL. I know, and and actually, you know what? Let's change that. There has to be more knowledge, not just because it, it was players that were throwing their hands up. There was coaches throwing their hands up. There was broadcasters throwing their hands up. Uh, fans throwing their hands up. Nobody knows what the fucking rules are. And I think that's the biggest problem is that we that they we don't get to know what goes on. Uh, it, like the layman for the the. the the passive football fan doesn't know what's going on. And then even, even when, when coaches are, are, are throwing their hands up and they don't know what's going on, does anyone actually know what's going on? I don't think, well, here's the thing. Um, it's, it's such a hard game to officiate and I'm going to give the, the stripes of, I'm not going to give them a pass. What I'm what I am going to say, this is, this is a game that is played by such physical freaks that are moving so fast and are so strong and can do things that we can't even dream of. And then, so what I think is happening, you can throw a flag on every play, but they can't throw a flag on every play because like, how does this game even pretend to exist if we're throwing a flag every single play, but you get down to the fourth quarter now and then the, and these uh, little ticky tack things that were, um, being overlooked for the entire game 
now because the game is on the line now we're going to call it it's like this it's, it's like a strike zone um for an umpire working the plate like or, or a penalty like, in hockey that you call in the first period not the third but not the third but it's reverse and like and right. that's the thing in 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 the nfl it seems to me that it's the exact reverse that was that was a great analogy is putting it into uh the hockey sense the penalties that aren't called with five minutes left in the third or in the playoffs in the third are now being called in the NFL. It's, it's the reverse. And, and I can understand how frustrating it is. And, and, and it's not only the, the flags that are thrown, it's the flags that aren't thrown. And that, that really makes me scratch my head. I don't, I do not believe the fix is in. But it seems like some teams do get the benefit of the doubt more than other teams. Well, that's what I was talking about with somebody. Because was it last year, the year before, when they said the games were scripted? Remember? Do you remember that whole conspiracy theory when that was coming across? And I, and I, I, I oh. washed that away. I mean, that's fucking stupid. There's no way. Oh, that's for sure. The NFL is actually has a good out, uh, ad campaign with I think uh, Peel Jordan Peel is his name, where they sit around a table. Have you seen one of those ads? No. It's they're awesome. Look it up. But go ahead with your point. But like there was that there was that conspiracy theory a couple of years ago that everything was scripted in the National Football League and on and on it goes. And then you you see teams that that get get like you like you just said benefit the doubt and they get the win here and there. Like people, the NFL wants, and not that the Buffalo Bills are a marquee team by any means, they're not. But but they have one one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which in Josh Allen, and the and the Bills are have been touted to be one of those teams to go to Super Bowl and do do some damage and on and on for a couple of years now, and then if they don't, then it's kind of, it's it's a loss of years for the for the, for that for that franchise, right? So if they get those calls like they, they got last night, because there was a couple of them, yes, the Giants probably should have ran the ball instead of you know just instead of trying to pass it and fourth down and on and it goes, but. It just it, it, it kind of smelt a little bit like, huh, they kind of want that team to win a little bit. But it works the other way on the other side of things because what benefit does the, does the NFL have uh, having Cleveland win a game against the San Francisco 49ers? Because why wouldn't you want a team to stay to stay undefeated? You know, you know what I'm getting at? For sure. And I'm not going to besmirch the officials in that San Fran game. Like, um, Cleveland defense – played like holy shit i actually watched that game that was the game one of the games i i watched well mccaffrey they, got without for the second half pretty much but yeah i know i know what you're saying yeah 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 like and, and and also too as far as buffalo the giants you don't think the nfl wants would prefer the giants to be a force as opposed to buffalo like so i the giants i don't have any but but if if New York, they will if they win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you know. Um, so you know, I I don't I don't know the answers. I I do find it odd, and and I I agree with you the whole time. And at the end of the day, um, that kicker from San Fran makes that field goal. They win. We're right? not talking about this at all. At all. Right. Well, maybe right. We'll do, maybe we'll do the miscall. That call I thought was kind of horseshit. So when it when it happened, like I just I basically just sat down from Edmonton there, and I and I just sitting there i was a little tuckered out so i didn't know what i was seeing but i was uh i uh i didn't i didn't think that was a penalty i thought it was a, i thought it was a, a, an aggressive hit but i think it was a dirty hit i didn't think it was the guy that like he didn't the, the the and that's the thing about football well all sports actually all sports are that way it happens so fast 
Like everything is so fast. And these guys are just human beings and they're aging human beings usually. And they have to make a decision right now. Pause, read, react. But the uh, pause, read, react is that quick. Yeah, you can throw the flag a second and a half later. But that one, even to, to my stupid eyes, didn't look like a penalty right off the bat. And then when it was called a penalty, I was like, and then he watched it, and then they had the guy that whoever the guy is that, that Fox has, who the, the old referee who analyzes, it, and he says it was yeah. a penalty, and like everybody's like, it's like that's not a penalty, and then they they, they went from a, a fourth and ten to a first a, a first and ten with the ball fifteen yards down the field on and on. We won't get into all that all because that's just nobody really gives a shit what we think about that. But it uh, it was a shitty call that turned the game around. <clears throat> These penalties are punitive not because of the yardage. It's because of that first down, especially on a fourth down. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I noticed yesterday as well, like in, in more than one game, these roughing the passer calls are starting to get absolutely fucking bullshit. They've like been that way for a couple, three years now, yeah. Oh god! And, it, I, and, it, and that it, once again, worse. Dave. That, that once again, yeah. it, they're picking and choosing which which uh, which quarterbacks get that call. Yeah, Bills and, Bills and Giants. Like the Giants got fucked over, and there was another game. I don't know which game it was. Um, where, where no, that was that was the Niners game. It might be the same call you're talking about, where the guy was jumping up to block the pass and came down and and hit fucking Brock on the head with his hand. 15 yards in a first down like fuck off like he wasn't being malicious he wasn't trying to hurt anybody but when he came down after trying to block a pass and and his hand hits the helmet that 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 shit has to change it has to change because this isn't football would it be better off dave like like, i know baseball does a little bit hockey never does it uh, and i don't think football does it very often like maybe once in a blue moon i i'm excuse me like tell me if i'm wrong which you don't mind doing um would all sports be better off if they made officials accountable and had some media availability after every game say okay what did you see here Okay, what did you see that maybe we didn't like? Tell us what you saw because what what we saw. But I mean, it's it's shitty because like by the time the the interviewer the reporter gets a fucking chance to uh, to uh, to to ask the official what what he might have saw, the official hadn't had a chance on his own to see the replay. Right. I so, think I, I think the only could, sport should, that- should 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 media availability be made to officials in all sports as soon as the game's over. Or give the officials 10 minutes to see whatever the controversy call might have been. Because in general, you're not going to talk to a ref ever unless something was was called for whatever reason. I remember we talked about this for a while, uh, for a while, uh, a while back. And I mentioned that that might be a, a thing to do. Like, just have a closed door meeting with each coaching staff and the head of officials. Like, 30 minutes after the game. So heads could like both sides can watch the tape and then, and Cooler then has might prevail. Okay. And here's then, what I saw. Like, and, yeah. and then, and then there's and, explanation and supervised and behind like, and no media. This is it. And then people can say what they want afterwards. No, we had to talk. I understand what they were looking at. They can come out of the room, the coach and can say, um, we discussed it. We're going to, we're going to continue to disagree on this one. Because that's that's the thing. No one wants to, especially these people that are at the peak of their profession, their 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 profession, the coaches, 
the players, the officials. So they're at the peak, right? You don't get any better than that by your pay skill and the games that you're officiating. And then you're not going to want to admit you're wrong much, but at least you can fucking hash it out and yell and call call each other C-bombs and uh, and pieces of shit. And then at least it's out of your system. And then you may or may not have a, a better repertoire with the, with the official, with the coach, and the coach with the player going forward. Do you put them in front of the media? No. No. Never. People are stupid. So, yeah. And because people are stupid, you're going to splice it for... Um, clicks. For, and, um, for, for your own benefit it, and everything else, yeah. Right. No. No, no. These, this is not for media. I have... I have I would like to, I, I would like the coaches or staff or something like that to have closed doors meetings with uh, officials after games, but I don't think uh, officials should should have to uh, answer to the media because it would be pretty tough. Because then you're admitting things and on on it goes. It, it would be a, a bad look, I think, just to make that all uh, one. It's just it's tough. It's it's obviously a tough thing, right? For for. For every CBS sports announcer there, you're going to have eight guys from 14, 20, and two dudes with sports with their iPhones up there asking questions too, right? Yeah, and then, and then we'll talk about like this. And we, we may get a click, and then people will grab onto that, and who knows? But yeah, you know, I right. it's, it's, it's tough. It, it is tough. Like being an official is tough, and it gets uh, especially late in games. Like if, if those calls aren't made, like those two calls that I brought up are, are made, aren't and aren't made in the in the first quarter. You kind of forget about them, but it's late in the game and it's impactful, and every and every call is impactful. But so, some are more impactful than others when it comes down to the, like late in the game, right? It's just the way it works out. But if you if you look at those two calls that were that weren't made and were made yesterday, they were late in the game, so that's why it gets the spotlight. If it was, uh, I may have never even watched it, never, never saw it, so we're not even talking about it. So it's 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 a tough situation for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it could be in the first quarter, a punt gets returned for a, t- uh, uh, a touchdown, and there was a blocking in the back that they missed. So now instead of seven points, like now it's um, first and ten from the fifteen. It's yeah. it's the, 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 these are huge swings, and they get missed all the time, and and. They can't be everywhere. Like, I don't know what an NFL officiating crew is. Like, I think I want to say six or seven people, but oh, that's I just, a, I, the guys. I'd like to be the guy in the sticks in the side. Eh? Oh, the, like that's not an official. You're just holding it. You're just a stick holder. You're an official. You're a game day official. That's You're a good a, gig. You, that would be it. like, well, you don't know it's a good gig. You got oh, you get fuck. What the fuck? Or you get ran over on the sidelines. It might not be. It might not because be you can't watch a game. Really, you, you're watching the action. But then if you like, is there is there two sets really? of sticks? There's got to be one on either side. No, no. There's only sticks on one side. They have first. Oh, they got to change that. Up. But well, and, that, and that's that's ridiculous to me. And, and it always in, in today's um, that there is even sticks. Well, no, like the chain, right? So you're bringing this chain down and you're putting it down on the ground and you're short by a chain link. Well, fuck. How do we know where he put the stick down was the right spot, right? How do we know where this was and that was and this and that and everything? Fuck it. Especially with GPS. At the, the end of the are, day, the hey, referee you, is lining it up you with his eyes. You hit a few buttons on a fucking car. It'll take you right there, right? Line like, it fuck, images, there. right about here. Right about yeah. here. Yeah. Right? 
and then like, oh, they're sharp by two millimeters. Turnover on down. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, you like, hit a few buttons but, on your phone. It go, transfers to your car. You have a nap. It takes you where you gotta go. <laughs> NFL. Some guy in chains goes. Yeah, it was right around here. I the chain gang blows me away. I don't well, really we know. But, I don't you know. know. I, I, I don't know. And, and it adds to the pageantry of the sport. So. Dave, uh, it's starting to get down. We get into week six, week seven, kind of is when things start really shaking down. By week eight, you kind you know who who's kind of is probably in the playoffs and who's not. By that point, there are some some surprises that that happen. The NFL, I think, it's one of the not the most anticlimactic sports. But you get to a point where you're like, yeah, that team sucks. They ain't making her. Who are some? Uh, who's your biggest surprise right now in the National Football League? Well, I remember talking about it last week before, like on Thursday, when uh, my Broncos were thankfully not getting their asses handed to them, but just being dominated by Kansas City. And I was saying, it's a bunch of fucking dogs this week. But you know what? The dogs came out and bit. Um, Cleveland beating San Fran. I think that was a surprise game. The... The the Jets beating Philly, I think that's even more surprising. First time the, ever. Yeah. The, First the time Gi- ever. That the Giants beat Philly? No, that the, the, the Jets beat Philly. First time ever. I didn't even know that. I no, didn't, I didn't either. I read it uh, earlier on this afternoon. Um, the, the Giants uh, giving uh, Buffalo a game. But you know what? The one game I would like to... Um, look at was um, maybe it's time for uh, Bill Belichick to talk about retiring. He just lost to the shitty Raiders just to a shitty protege and 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 that's we talked about that a week ago right probably right about now that maybe old Billy yeah. Nelly, Billy Belly should uh, say you know what go up to Bobby Kraft and say yeah it's time. It's time because I'm it, I'm an embarrassment. This team's an embarrassment. I'm not having any fun. This sucks. I got quarterbacks taking fucking safeties. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? That team said that team is awful. And Belichick is, uh, like we said, fans have short memories. They have very short memories. It's what have you done for me lately? And it's been a few years since they won a Super Bowl there, and they ain't winning one this year, and they ain't winning one next year. And so Belichick, he might might be better off just to say, hasta la vista, say uh, senior, sayonara, or whatever it is, and I'm done. That might be a game where they can just say, like, yeah, it's it's fucking time. Like, I I feel, well, I don't feel bad because, like. like I don't feel I bad. See, he, said, he could have retired the same time that this the same time Brady left, really. And there's so many goddamn uh, fair weather Brady uh, Patriot fans out there, right? Like, there's. Now's the time buy cheap because you can get some Patriot gear for fucking cheap because all these, all these uh, kids that were like uh, 10 to 15, all they did was see the Patriots win. Hats, now, jerseys. Yes, exactly. Like welcome to the goddamn club. You saw your club win. And now what are you going to do with all that fucking pack gear? You're not wearing it out anymore. So there's going to be a lot of goodwill 
Patriot gear out there in the next five to 10 years. I'm positive about that. That's a bit of a surprise how quickly that team has fallen apart. Like it, it, it that, cause we, we, we've been told so long for how, how great Belichick is and the, the mind that he had and on and on, blah, 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 and how it goes. And it, it's, it's, it is a surprise to me how the mighty have fallen so quickly. Exactly. You know, it, it was um, interesting to me too. Like I didn't know if it was all Tom Brady or all uh, Bill Belichick, but it, it appears to me now, and I can say this with confidence, it was 80% Tom Brady, 20% Bill Belichick. The uh, biggest surprise to me, and I hope it doesn't fall apart, because I, uh, the friend of the show, Lou Gamlin from the Captain Lou Stravaganza, he's uh, he's from out out in Michigan. He's a big Detroit Lions fan, and I, I don't want to say that the Lions are a surprise, but when the Lions are good, it, it's a surprise because it, it hasn't happened in my lifetime. The and very so- <laughs> the very uh, statement you just made when the Lions are good, yeah. I can't remember the last time. I so- think it was wait. Wayne Fonts. And so are Sanders. they the biggest yeah. surprise in football right now? Because they, they got they're they're good. They're actually good. they're five and one right now. They're good. They're they, five they're, and one. No one else is like they they have you know, a great because everybody's touting, touting the praises of the Philadelphia Eagles and then the San Francisco 49ers. They have the same record as the fucking Detroit Lions, right? And the Detroit Lions play in a division that's not as good, obviously. But you know what? You can only play who you you can only beat who you play. And so the Lions are—I don't say they're—are they a surprise? Yes. Can it last? Who knows? Have we ever seen it? No. But the five-one Detroit Lions are playoff bound for the first time in a long time. I think. I'm more than happy to jump on that bandwagon. Um, they've been the bottom feeders forever in the NFC North. They're having to deal with uh, Green Bay. Forever, forever. I'm going to just say Green Bay because Minnesota is going to make noise and get the second seed because they get a beat up on the Bears and the Lions every year too. But Minnesota can't beat up on them anymore because there's something wrong there. They don't have Justin Jefferson anymore for a couple of weeks. They're in trouble. The Lions are 5-1, and one and it's an exciting team to watch, and I want to see them do well. And it's nice to see – a perennial dog. Finally. Actually, squirrel actually find a nut. It's nice to see a blind squirrel, squirrel find a nut. That squirrel has found the nut and and I'm and I'm here for it. Like my <laughs> NFC team this year, I'm gonna be I'm gonna get behind uh, the Detroit Lions. I'm gonna try and find that picture of me as a as a like a four-year-old in my Detroit Lion uh pajamas that like, my I don't know I don't know who they got left but I want to see them get six more wins then we then Lions fans can kind of breathe a little bit so they'll be in the playoffs it's, like at this rate they're going to host a playoff game yeah, like and that's, for sure and it's, it's, it's and, a small victory like that uh biggest frauds in football Dave I hear it like here it is the biggest frauds in football has nothing to do with the National Football League it is my University of Southern California Trojans. <laughs> I look forward to that Notre Dame game every year, and I, I, I do. I've been, I've had the the uh, the, the good fortune to have been to uh, three or four of those over the years out in South, out in, Cal- out in Los Angeles, and I had a feeling for a while now that this USC team who squeaked by Arizona, squeaked by Colorado, I had a feeling that this team was going to lose. 
I didn't think they're going to lose as bad as they did it uh, as they did on Saturday. Caleb Williams uh, Heisman Trophy went out the fucking window too through three interceptions in the first half. They got smoked 48-21. I think the final was what a downer. Like, and that's the one thing about college football. Like when like that's my that's the only team I actually follow in in, in football. They're done. Like I, there's nothing left for me to watch. Like it's like I'll watch and it's it's on, but as an invested uh, fan, I'm it's it's done for me. And that game was awful. That they are that team is fucking terrible. They're right fucked, right? Because you know we we we've said it before. I I've always believed um, the Pac-12 gets a little bit overranked, um, and now it's it's starting to prove itself. Um, I don't know when they play. It's I. It might be this week or next week. Um, Oregon, Oregon, and uh, Washington. They play this. That's going to be yeah, oh yeah. So that's going to be a game. And well, then they, the next. Well, there was a great game. Yeah. Oh, no, they, they're, they're they're playing this coming weekend. No, Oregon played Washington, and Washington won. No, 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 no. No, I watched it with my own eyes. Like with both oh, of them. Did you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, keep talking. I think the Pac-12 <laughs> always gets a little bit overrated. Um, I don't think. That. Oh, 36, 33. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Huskies, I guess, are the only team there now because they're all pretenders. The Pac-12 is always pretenders. Bigger pretenders. I think that there's bigger pretenders in the, in, in the Big Ten than they're in the Pac-12. You got two. You got Michigan and Ohio State, right? Right, and th- that's it. And that's it. And then you know, and then, every and, year there's no surprises. There, there is no surprises. There's always surprises in the Pac-12 because you know they they beat up on each other. They they like Utah always fucks someone's uh, bull bit up. USC, UCLA, Oregon, whatever. You, you the the Utes always seem to. Uh, Lose to somebody, but then beat someone they shouldn't. Right? Yeah, Utah's the fact got, that got USC next week, and I, and I hope that, that that Utah just kicks the living shit out of uh, out of Utah, or you, you, Utah kicks the living shit out of USC because that that was gross and like it, it just it, it as a a fringe football guy. You see, I seen that coming weeks ago. And it came to fruition on on Saturday. and that's a storied rivalry. It's been one of the biggest rivalry, long, one of the biggest longest rivalries long in, ending, in, co- yeah. in college sports, right? And and it's uh, it was disappointing to see a game on primetime on NBC to, to end up that way. And it's a game I look forward to every year. But the biggest frauds in football are the USC Trojans. They aren't good. They're not going to be good. They're not winning anything. It's 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 disappointing, disheartening. But like it's it's uh, it it opens up my Saturdays to not to just watch games and not. Uh, fret per se about those games i just longing for the days of pete carroll and them white shoes coming back eh? i i actually am i actually i i I bet it's too bad he had a cheat to win Uh, you got a house didn't cheat (laughs) reggie was playing there already it didn't matter this weekend i'm gonna say it out loud aaron at brutally honest i i i've been visiting with you on uh the dms here I'm not going to buy that Ohio State uh, hat to to reverse jinx it because I think the gods will do it. But uh, if Penn State can go to the horseshoe and knock off the team from the south, fuck, I would love that. Fuck, I hate Ohio State. 
I just want Ohio State to lose. That's it. And they're they're like. I still, I, I, I still can't uh, raw, raw, shish, boom, bob for fucking Penn State. I still can't. I can. I no. can. Cause they're on I the like... fuck them list. There's no getting around that. Well, that's too bad because, yeah, it's just too I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not an Ohio State apologist either, but, like, it's I'm not. It's going to take a long time for me to, to, be, to say, go Penn State. Nah. We are Penn State, wherever they, they, they say. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's their little thing. But, you know, we I... Are. I let's keep, it, let's keep it down to that many letters. They can't fucking spell fucking retards. Whatever. It wasn't Joe Pa. He just turned a blind eye. Uh, Dave, was there a player this weekend that you that you just go, what the hell? And say, maybe you should give your game check back. Um, You know what? There really wasn't one of those guys for me this weekend. I, I it was, it was riveting football. But it wasn't good football, if that if that makes sense. What I'm saying. Um, on a side note, I, I will say sloppy this. sports actually make for good good entertainment. Well, yeah, it was entertaining. So, like, I'll, I'm going to give two of them, like Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones. You're the number one quarterbacks making <laughs> huge fucking money, and you guys are watching from the bench with a clipboard and your your. I don't your know what's better off with you. And your team did really good without you. Like, fucking the fact that Cleveland beat uh, San Francisco, obviously there was some shenanigans, whatever, but they showed up and the backups did well. And (laughs) they covered the spread. So I want Deshaun and Danny Dimes. You two can give back your game checks. Uh, Even Even though you didn't play. I'm gonna say Baker Mayfield. He like the 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 division that they're in, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, isn't very good. And but he kind of had people talking a little bit about you know what he's back and on and on and go. And since that guy's come in the league, he's been okay, Heisman Trophy winner and everything else. And he's been okay. He's bounced around to a few teams already. But Baker Mayfield, he's fucking shitty. He's shitty. And I he's, disagree. He's not. I bet- Okay, 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 I shouldn't rank him as shitty because let's go to a different level. He's not good. He's not. He's not elite. But I, I will he's say okay this. at best. I'd, I'd, I'd way rather him be quarterbacking Denver than Krusty right now. Krusty can fuck right off. I'm done with Krusty. <laughs> I'm not. It's it uh, keeps yeah. on giving for me on, it, it, on, on it Mondays. Does. They play uh, they play Thursday this week, so we don't get to talk about it tonight. But yeah, it's I see. know. I I love that it gives show fodder, and it's it's fun listening to Jim and Jalen, uh, not John. Sorry, Jim and uh, fuck. What's the other guy's name on Two Dudes? They do the steel and teal, not Jalen. Anyways, uh, it's my age. Um, and when they talk about the Broncos, they both. Poor Dave. I feel bad for Dave. And I appreciate that, guys. Boys, I appreciate your pity because uh, I'm living it right here. I'd rather have uh, Baker Mayfield any day over the week over Russ Wilson right now. And as another side of that game, the creamsicle uniforms, bring those motherfuckers back. Tampa Bay Buccaneers may have the worst uniforms in sports in history. Even though those creamsicle uniforms aren't that good, 
those black and red things are gross too. It's not a good jersey. They don't have a good jersey. Show me a good Tampa Bay Buccaneer jersey. They don't have one. I'll give you one more, three more seconds for his name out. Garrett. 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 Ah, I just caught it. Sorry, Garrett. I apologize. Know. I'm yeah, sure he forgets our names too. We're, we're getting old, so we got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Well, I wanna... no, they remember not my name because I'm a fucking Bronco fan. Yeah. I, no, I, uh, I I like those shirts a lot, but I, I just, I've had enough of the Baker Mayfield mystique. And it's, it's always quarterbacks to get the bad, the bad rap. Uh, Dave, one thing we do, I, I love it. I've had some people that, uh, who uh, they run into on a uh, weekly basis here around town. They get a kick out of this uh, uh, of this segment that we got going on here about fuck that team. Uh, my brother got a, kick, got a kick out of it. He's actually, we had a, a nice talk about the show. He says, when we were trying to uh, stop swearing, as much as we do, he says it, it, we we lost our edge a little bit. The, uh, he wants us to bring back a couple other things that we'll talk about. <laughs> but he says he says that that's not who uh, Dave and Brent are, who uh, who I've known for for uh, over twenty five years, and and then obviously I've known him for his entire life. He hasn't known me my entire life, but you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, he enjoys fuck that team. And I had a guy the other day. I what the fuck was it, over at Browns? He says fuck because I love that that fuck that team segment. Fuck him. Fuck them. Fuck them. All. And he, he said that because one of those things that we, we talk about. But uh, Dave, who is your fuck that team for this week? Well, you know, I drafted their starting quarterback um, as my starter in fantasy, and he's let me down. He's let me down. He was on the bench this weekend, and his team had a chance to win. And I just don't see him winning another fucking game. So fuck you, New York Giants. <laughs> Just like that. Fuck you, New York Giants. Like you have a chance to to win one on the side and and you're just getting you got your ass humped a couple times like the way Dallas treated you earlier on and it was uh was it Seattle that just pounded you and now you have you have a chance to win. As a as a dog, it was the biggest dog of the week, and you had a chance to win. You were up in the game in the fourth quarter for fuck's sake, and you just can't fucking do it. New York Giants, fuck you. My uh, this one kind of, I mean, so like if we, if we get to a point like when when you we, we declare your fuck that team, you can't cheer for them anymore. Is that is that we we never did set the ground rules for this when it's all said. Well, I got the list right here. Like I'll I'll, I'll give it to you if you want it. No, because I haven't added this. I, I know for sure this team has not been on the list before. I just want to know if it, later on in the season, come playoff time, if the we can I, double fuck. I think. Okay, so my fuck this team this week for sure is uh, the San Francisco 49ers. We were bolting this team up last week. Well, they were the next coming of the San Francisco 49ers of, of the 1980s and the early 90s there when they were winning with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young at the helm and everything, all, all, all it goes. We were touting the, uh, the praises of Christian McCaffrey and everything else. But uh, I took the uh, San Francisco 49ers this week in the belly up uh, survivor pool. And they lost. They oh, that yeah. was a big one. I bet you lost. So that's a big lost. one. And so they lose, oh, and they, they 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 lose a team. They, they lose you. a team that they that they should beat. And then Big Cock Brock his first loss, and then they they're complaining about the the call and everything else. And so this week, my team for fuck that team is the San Francisco 49ers. 
Oh, you have a lot less tolerance than I do, Ben. I know. I'm no. That's it. Because I'm a, like I'm a Niner. Like I don't have many. Like I, I'm I'm a Niners guy. Like I watch the games all the time. They're they're my team, I guess. But you know what? Fuck that team. I lost the pool because of them. I lost actually two pools because of them. Because I, I would have been <laughs> I would have been in first place in the belly up one, and then I would have been uh, we're just, no, still including the belly up one and the bulldog one. I'd be in first place because because the San Francisco 49ers lost. Fuck that team. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them. Fuck them. I, yeah, it's it's fun saying fuck that team, isn't it? It was funny when Mike Mike says you guys yeah. lost your edge when you quit swearing. Like it was for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally an hour Sorry, we didn't swear. Like yeah, I think you were better better than I was for a little bit because I, I have a rotten mouth since the age of ten. But you uh, have a rotten mouth. Well, like I, I remember a couple episodes ago, Jim had to uh, get some C sharps out of there for me, but. Uh. <laughs> Well, when I get hot, I get hot. When you right? hear it roll, they just come flowing out of the old yap. There's no getting it yeah, out of there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. You can't turn that volume down immediately. There's the uh, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast NFL Week 6 in review. We do it our own special way here at the 1420 Sports Bar. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and uh, subscribe to everywhere you listen to the show. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by SeatGeek.com. And the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and get yourself to a football game and uh, fuck that team. Fuck the Giants. Yeah. They're terrible. They're awful. And I kind of, you know what? I was close to saying fuck the Bills, but they actually won. If the Bills would have lost that game, I would have fucked yeah, I think you can already fuck that team too. Yeah, they're not. I Have think I've already fucked them, haven't I? Nope, they're not on the list. Yeah, they're coming. No. Nope. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna run out of teams sooner or later. <laughs> not gonna, <laughs> gonna run out of lube, hopefully, whatever. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, the uh, ALCS, the NLCS are, are flying right now. The uh, the Texas Rangers have won the first two games in the ALCS uh, with two wins on the road uh, in in the, the great state of Texas. They're in Houston this for the first two games. It's astonishing to me, Dave, that everybody wrote this Boston or this uh, Texas team off. Sorry, I don't know why I said Boston there. This Texas team off late in the season in the American League West, and now they won seven in a row, and they are they're looking like they're, they're going to advance the World Series. They're up two nothing. Yeah, they're 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 halfway there, living on a prayer. Uh, great Bon Jovi song, but they uh, they have a chance to right now to get to the the, the the World Series, and they're that team is flying, and I I kind of. I like it a lot for the simple fact that they have an old school manager in Bruce Bochy, who's 70, whatever years old. And you kind of think he's saying, you know what? I came out of retirement. 
Uh, one, I won championships with the San Francisco Giants 2010, 12, and 14. I had nothing left to do or in the game of baseball, but I'm going to come back. But I think I think this is the kind of a situation where he might have said, I will come back and help you win or try to help you win, but I'm going to come back on my terms because an, an old school guy ain't going to come back listening to the nerds. I agree with that because why else would you? And, you know, the same it's the same can be said with Dusty Baker in Houston, right? If I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to manage to compl- the clubhouse. I'm going to manage the pitching staff. I'm going to talk to everybody here. I'm not here for instructional prowess anymore. Like I can, I can point it out, but I'm not out there. I'm going to tell guys what to do. I'm going to tell my coaches what to do. When you've been in the game that long and have you got to think 50 years, right? You bet. Right. And, and, you know, I've done shit. I've seen shit. I know shit. This is how ball is played. And then when someone's up in the crowd, like, um, when, um, what was the Texas starter in game one Montgomery, he got into a little bit of trouble. All like force. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Schneider would have pulled him for the Jays. The Rays would have pulled him. Every front yeah. office staff was on the phone pull, pulling him, but but uh, pull that fucker. But, but he stuck with him last night, and Montgomery got out of that in the fourth. And the, the next inning, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He had a, the home run to go up two nothing in the fifth. But it, it, that was a, a, a and even like Verlander, he went deep last night, six and a third or six and two thirds, whatever it was. Uh, and Dusty Baker stuck with him, you know, he, he and just go with it because uh-huh. he was still getting outs and 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 they and they weren't they weren't strikeout outs or ground ball outs and ground ball outs. They were they weren't getting close. Yes, Verlander gave up the 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 home runs like, I, and on on it goes. But it was it was a nice, refreshing, good old fashioned pitching duel last night, and I loved every second of it. I love. And it. there ain't there ain't no shame in losing a game to nothing either. No, right? Like let's let's remember that, you know. Um, if you're going to win baseball games on the reg, on the reg, you got to score more than two runs. And Houston wasn't able to do that last Happening night. Happening today, they lost. Uh, they, they lost again two two one or four, four five four. Sorry, five, five four, four tonight. They just never got things yeah. going. It, it's just and you, you look at it, and then now the Phillies have a guy by the name of Rob Thompson. He's been in baseball forever. He's with the Yankees for a really really long time as a bench as a bench coach and on a third base coach and everything else. It was. It's, it's nice to see that there's still teams that believe in because every team uses analytics. There's no getting around that. They they do. But it's nice to see these teams who were successful this year saying that the eye test still works, that I'll keep this guy in. I will make this work. This guy's hitting here. This guy's doing this. I'll bunt if I have to. I'll make, make I'll move guys over if I have to. It's not home runner or bust. It's everything else. It's been it's like the base, the playoffs, let's, let's not kid ourselves. The playoffs have been a bit anticlimactic so far. Like, I hope they get a little bit better. I hope there's some. They've some been play. absolutely garbage, actually. Like, I, I hope there, there's a little right. bit of drama coming up in the next yeah. uh, week and a half or so. Cause it's just been yeah crazy, but it's nice to see. Or, may, or maybe that's the thing, Dave. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that the eye test actually works better than analytics, and that's why we don't have any drama. Because one team's doing this, and the other team's doing that. Yeah, that, I'm not saying no. Like Because every 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 series, aside from um, Philly's Braves, has been a sweep. And that's been like a – that was a 3-1. The games – excuse me. The games that we, we, we talk about analytics all the time, and and I think 
and I've said it before, analytics will win you those games like um, during the regular season. They'll win you those games like eight times out of ten. Like if we do this, we're gonna we're gonna succeed eighty percent of the time. If we do this, we're gonna succeed seventy percent of the time. And then now you get to the playoffs, and the teams that lean so heavily on on, on analytics, they're gonna say, "Well, you know, we got a sixty-five percent chance of of succeeding this way." They don't look at the success of what if we don't change anything, right? And 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 I think that is the failure of analytics once it comes to playoffs in baseball because it is a field game. And it's a mojo game, I think, more than any other because it's stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. Football has a flow. Basketball has a flow. Hockey has a flow. You can't break down analytics to the way that they, that they do in baseball. And just because it says that we're going to have a 67% success rate on this batter if we bring this left-handed reliever in now we're going to succeed in the game that's the stats of baseball and that's what what nerds build build their uh their their analytics on is stats right the stats of baseball are based on failure and and not on not and not on succeeding to an extent because it's hard man like hitting's hard we talk about it like hitting's hard pitching's hard and if you if you fail if you if you fail three out of ten times or seven out of ten times you go in the hall of fame Right. And so it's, it's one and to, to have a couple of teams last night, stick with their starting pitchers and like, and the, they're doing it again tonight. It's, it's, it's great to see that it's, it's a, uh, it's a little bit of baseball from back in the day, like uh, a thousand years ago when in 88, which is 35 years ago. Now when Kirk Gibson hit that home run for the Dodgers against Dennis, Dennis Eckersley, there's no on this day in sports history. That was yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. There's yeah. no, there, there's no way that Gibson gets that at bat. There's no way. Like it's just it's one of those things, right? He's the injury and everything else. But Tommy Lasorda listened to Kirk Gibson who had a gut feeling. Cause I got, I got two swings left to me. He fouled a couple off. He, he hit a, a Dennis Eckersley slider and then the rest is history. And, and on it goes. And the Dodgers haven't really done anything since that fake world series in 2020, but it, like baseball is such a great game when you let it play out. And, and I, I hope that it, it gets back to that point now that we that we're, you, you'll, you'll never get rid of analytics. There's no way you will. But the eye test still works great in the game of baseball in, in, in all sports. But the eye test works so great in the game of baseball. And it's, 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 I hope that they, that you watch these teams doing it, how, how they're doing right now, that they, that maybe teams will go, we, we, we need to mix the two together. I agree with you. Because it, it in the regular season, what's the big deal? So you pull them in the sixth, right, and let your other guys have have some. Because uh, I get it, you know. What's the point? We're up seven one, and and he's cruising in the sixth. Like, why does he need a complete game? And like, that's not an important stat yeah. to to the franchise anymore, to what you're doing anymore. And and, and that's a stat that I. As a traditionalist, I feel bad that that stat is not important anymore. But I do understand that. I do understand why don't we get like the the boys that need a couple innings? Let's see what they got. Let's see what they can do on the major league level. 
I understand why you pull those guys in a big lead in in the um I still hate Craig Kimbrell, his fucking waggy arm. But anyway, sorry. His waggy arm, yeah. His... <laughs> man bun. I'm watching man bun arm wagger too. Fuck, I hate him. Um, managing your assets, making sure you're taking care of the players that you're paying the most, which are the pitchers, and those mean the most. And it's kind of like pulling a running back, seeing a running back, um, you're stead running back in the fourth quarter when you're up. Giving a back 20. and goal to start now and then, whatever. Exactly. Right. You know, like you know, like so we're we're playing like even in hockey, you know, so it's uh it's a shutout. Like, why don't they do this in hockey then now that we talk about it? So so a team's up six nothing in the second, and then once you give up a um give up a goal, so now it's six one with ten minutes in the third, pull your starter. Put in the backup. I agree. It's not a bad idea when it comes down to it. It's really not because, a bad idea like, because it, like you're, 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 injury, you're going right? to win the game. If you lose that game, that's on your team, not your goalie. Um, right. And so, so why not give a guy some minutes, help him out, give him some, 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 uh, some beat down minutes, whatever, wherever it's called. That, that's not a bad, I, I don't disagree with that. And, and if like, uh, uh, Connor McDavid got poopy pants the other night about it when, uh, they, the Canucks pulled Thatcher Demko, we talked about it on Thursday. He got booby pants. Well, you know what? Then don't go, don't be down six nothing, right. right? One of those things. So no, that's not a bad idea to give some guys some some wipe up time and everything else. And and I and baseball like when you give a guy like if you lose game, they all, every game matters. We we've been over this a thousand times, even off the podcast. Talk about this uh, people all the time. It's that uh, every game matters, but there's games you know you're going to win, right? And in general, most playoff teams or playoff contenders, they know they have a shot, so they'll manage that. Like, they'll figure that out. But to, to, to put us in wipe-up time, I don't have any problem with that. It's when guys are, are rolling, and uh, like Blake Snell and the Tampa Bay Rays was it 2021 or 2020 when he had a no-hitter, and they, they, they yanked him in the World Series. Like, what the fuck's going on here? That's the ones I have problem with. And last night was a perfect – last night was a perfect example of how a baseball manager should handle a pitching staff – the way Bochy handled Jordan Montgomery. It was actually perfect old school, old school managing. And, and it worked out swimmingly because in the, 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 the Rangers tried, tried to blow by putting in uh Araldis Chapman and he, that fucking long fly ball that fucking Bregman hit when he hit it. And I'm not a, I'm not a Chapman apologist by any means, but when he hit that ball, I was like, that's going out of the park. Like it's just the way it was, and the way Chapman's head flipped back, like he had whiplash. I was like, "Oh fuck, not again!" Not poor guy, but I saw that fucking guy can't win in Houston, and the Houston fans were cheering like crazy when, I... they, when, they, when they when they put him in when they're bringing him into the game. Like, yeah, we're gonna win this game. We're down two nothing. This game's ours. They're down two nothing. That was great. Chap- Chapman will fuck it up. I'm sure he is going to yeah, fuck it up. He tried last night. Like, uh, it, it will come. And you know what? Uh, because of him, I think I might hate him more than I hate uh, Bryce Harper. I'm cheering for the D-bags, and I'm cheering for the Astros. But if it turns out to be a, a, a Philly-Texas thing, I, but it's, it's going to be one of those things. I'll have to see him play. But I, I just can't fucking stand that that Chapman. I just can't fucking stand it. This this ump is a Phillies fan, hey? 
He likes Kim. I I didn't watch the, since we started recording, so I didn't know really uh, what uh, what you're getting. Well, at. starting now, yeah, he 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 likes the low strike from Kimbrel. Anyways, when I say low, I mean shin high. Well, he's got reservations somewhere. Anyways, it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, go, going for a Game's cheap break somewhere. Then he, you know, great baseball. It's been five, five, three good games. Two, like, like three good games so far in the to, to, to championship series. I said we have a little bit of drama. Go six or seven games. We haven't seen any drama yet so far, and that's shitty. Uh, Dave, on this day in two thousand three, the New York Yankees uh, on Aaron Boone's walk off home run beat the Boston Red Sox twenty years ago today. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember watching it? I do not. I remember the 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 highlights and everything. That was in two thousand three. Two thousand three, yeah, twenty years ago. You're getting old. No, yeah, and I don't care. It's like Jesus fuck, and, you know. And when it's Yankees versus Bulls, no, it's, it's not that I'm a Yankee hugger, obviously, but it, that 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 game was awesome. Oh, Tim Wakefield died the other day. That was uh, but a week and a half ago, yeah. Yeah, and fuck you, yeah, and fuck you, Kirk Ship. Well, that was all for the buddy sock when he was the guy. No, no, but did did you hear what that did? Um, yeah, he, he announced it and everything. He else announced he had the blessing of and everything else. Yeah, yeah. that guy's a dickhead. What a piece! Oh shit, that Kirk guy might be the dickhead Kirk of the year. Nozzle yeah. of the year. Well, of the decade, like he he just keeps one upping himself, like you know, like well, if I'm not going to be in the Hall of Fame because I'm a piece of shit, I might as well really show him up. Yeah, you want to know what a piece of shit is? This is a piece of shit. This no one really even wants shit. to talk to you, and you're going to still be a piece of shit. Yeah, I still got the Phillies win the World Series. We uh, actually, when the last time I had the fan in the van, Jim, Jim on the the show there, we talking about the Yankees there, and uh, we I asked him his World Series champion was. This is two months ago. He said uh, Texas Rangers. He said Texas Rangers. And I was like, that's a pretty good pick, and uh, he might come fruition. The uh, the soothsayer of Long Island, the Long Island prognosticator, Jim Plotner. Ain't done yet, and like I said, hey, this Montgomery used to be on the Yankees payroll. Yeah, why did, why did Cashman let him go? Well, because they, they didn't think that he was a, a top uh, a top three guy, so let him go. And now Montgomery's really good, and he's going to get paid a lot of money next year. And uh, I, I quite liked him; he was good. He's really good. He's a good Yankee. <laughs> Six and a half innings of shutout ball. That's that's good by me. In the playoffs, yeah. In the playoffs no. again against. Uh, Verlander, right? Sonic, it was a gimme on the yeah. road. Fuck Cashman, sign that guy. No, no, just let everybody go and then sign other assholes to fucking multi million dollar contracts. You fucking idiot. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast for Beer Sports talking a whole lot more. It's disheartening. Like you watch these teams, and you and, and, and then and you and you let's get off this, but you can see it, Dave, when 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 your team is out of the playoffs. And you go, we're not even close. And like your Denver Broncos probably are. Like we're not close right now. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like looking at other playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Like they're not as good as the Jags. They're not as good as the the Chargers. They're not as good as a lot of teams. They're not as good as. A, they're weaker than more teams, and they're better than. And that's. Not good after an eight, like not making the playoffs for 10 years. Like, fuck, it's time. 
whatever we're doing now. This is why I divorced the Oilers because of management decisions, not because of uh, not because of their record, because of management decisions. For those watching on YouTube, me and Dave did not color coordinate the color of our shirts tonight. Just want to let you guys. I noticed that we're all fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers, we're talking a whole lot. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, be sure to check out other great podcasts on the Billion Sports Network, but more importantly, make sure you check out uh, the Fan of the Van, Two Dudes in Sports News, uh, the uh, Brooding on Sports Podcast, and a multitude of other friends of our shows. I got there's so many that, that support our show. We uh, appreciate the, all the listens and everything else. You guys keep us going a little bit as we get a little bit long in the face, but uh, listen to you guys and everything else. It, uh, it helps things out. Uh, Dave, you were on on Aaron's show uh, about a week and a half ago. How'd that? Uh, how'd that? Go? I, I, I haven't chance to listen yet. How'd that go? It was really good. I had to bust his balls to get on there. The guy must be busy. Because uh, the episode we recorded was the Tuesday after the Broncos uh, uh, had that 70 to 20 uh, ass open. Yeah. And now he just released it. And I understand, Aaron, like this isn't a crack on you. Uh, I get it. You're working on your own now and you don't got a Jimmy Valentine. Maybe you should throw a couple shekels Jimmy Valentine's way if he has a couple minutes to do it for you. I am actually interviewing an intern tomorrow for the 1420 podcast, Dave. He He's on W... Oh, what the hell is it? Let me find it here. WKRT. WKRP in Cincinnati. No, he's not there. Uh, he is on W. MKR out of Chicago. Uh, his name is Jake. Uh, so Jake to- Jake Tomei. So you, we're having a little chat tomorrow about an intern for the 1420 podcast. See how that one turns out. My own little, uh, he did some hunting. He's a guest booker. He's got his own stuff on WMKR. So I hope to talk with Jake tomorrow. So it should be a lot of fun. See how then. No, it was, it was a good talk with Aaron. It was a couple of weeks ago. And, and, um, and I'm glad. Uh, give it a listen, Aaron. And I had a good chat. We uh, we kept it light. We talked a little bit of college ball. We caught, talked a little. Um, um, we talked a little bit of everything, and you can just give it a listen. Go to brutally honest and uh, without the T because Twitter won't give him the T. If he gets, owns. I've tried to tell him if he gets rid of the under. If he puts an under underscore in front of it, it's one of those things. It doesn't much matter. Anyways, he wants to hook up. He wants you on next. I'll I'll get talked into him. We'll do it uh, Wednesday on Mountain Vancouver Island before the pink concert. I'm going to pink. I I never thought I'd say. Anyways, Dave, uh, the Connor Bedard show has been going on throughout. uh, It hasn't been to uh, Chicago yet, but they they started the season off. They're three games in. He's got three points. 
I don't know what he did against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, but uh, one of his teammates tonight made a point. Uh, guy who also went first overall in Taylor Hall saying that it's just too much. This kid, the media's got to leave him alone. Uh, and not not leave him alone so much. It's just it's too much for this kid to try to try to handle. Yeah, he can say he's he's uh, handling it well. He's figured it out. Like it's it's fine. He's been groomed for this for a long time. Dave, is it? Uh, do you find that it's just too much Bedard? And and question number two is why? Why? First of all, Taylor Hall, shut the fuck up. What have you done? Shut the fuck up. What have you done? You want a heart trophy in New Jersey for a loser franchise. That's the one thing you've done. You put that on your fucking mantle, then you can fuck right off. You did fuck all with the Oilers except run your mouth and tell everybody how good you are. So Taylor Hall, shut the fuck up. Connor Bedard, you're making money hand over fist. He's handling everything perfectly. He, I, I've seen him in interviews with Sid Crosby. I've seen him in interviews with other people. He's he's producing on the ice. He's leading. He's quiet. He's soft-spoken. He's doing everything right. So you know what, Taylor Hall, when I want your advice, I'll fucking ask for it. Why don't you shut up? You're number two. So shut up. I, I can't fucking stand Taylor Hall. I really? fucking hate Taylor Hall. That might be the I, first time I've ever heard anybody say that. I hate Taylor Hall. Because that's when I divorce the orders. Because like all these shitheads <laughs> like him. Fuck Taylor. Steve, they fucking set off oh, a nerve right. unexpectedly with Taylor Hall. It was. That was, that was when. Like, that's, that's when I divorced him. Two years after they drafted him, first of all. Oh, he's going to be there. No, he's not a leader. He's just a fucking mouthpiece that tells everybody how good he is and doesn't show everybody how good he is. I don't know how the fuck he won the heart with, with New Jersey that year because he didn't do fuck all in the playoffs. <gasps> I don't get it. So, Taylor Hall, shut your fucking pie hole. Uh, I'm going to be uh, good cop, bad cop here, but maybe he's looking out for, 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 for Bedard. It's like, it's, it's four games in eventually, like when you're 18 years old and you're playing in, in like a media Mecca, which is Chicago, eventually it's gotta be like, okay, like this, it's going to start to wear like, no matter what, no matter what you think about Taylor Hall, no matter what, this is going to wear on an 18 year old kid. This isn't Regina anymore, man. This is a real deal. Like this is, this is all the time. And the, the way the season, and it, it's odd that the way the, the schedule was set up when they started off, uh, where'd they start? Fuck, I can't remember. four days ago. I can't remember, but Toronto tonight. It is goofy. You, like, and they Boston went, they went and Pittsburgh, Montreal. Pittsburgh, and Boston, Pittsburgh. Toronto. Okay, so so yeah, those like four teams. So they started big market. Pittsburgh, Montreal, Boston, and Toronto. Huge markets that they just threw this kid into that are hockey markets, not just sports markets, but hockey markets, like actual ones. Um, it seems to me to be like, Jesus, fuck, they probably could have, because they knew who was going to be first overall before the season was set. They, they, Yes, the schedule was set a little bit before that, but the the, the dice was, the, 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 uh, the dice were, were rolled before that. We kind of had a feeling that he was going to be part of the Chicago Blackhawks. It seemed to be a bit excessive for the for this kid, to me, I'm just saying. Like he's only five years older than your son, right? It's it's a lot. So, honestly, so, like, like, so, 
you 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 say like he's 18 but we've been talking about him for five years right he's been setting out ranks since he's been 14 you don't think anyone's ready for this this kid's not ready for this, this it's different it's different it's different, it's different. It, no it's not different of course it's different it's just the next level i say fuck off fuck off taylor hall put a mic in front of us he knew this was coming to him the second he got dropped. He knew this was coming two years ago. He knew it was coming, and I get it. It's now the big lights, but now, like, you know, why not put him in the fire? Go to every single big market right off the hop. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And all he is, all he's doing is scoring points in every game and increasing his uh, his brand value. What do, you, what do you think Bernard says? Like, no, fuck, I want the mics. I want this. I want that. Like, what are my sponsors going to so? do? I got bonuses. Fucking rights. He like, don't I, give a shit. I, He's I, I, like I a baby. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've never been a big fan of it. I've never been a big fan of the... Uh... Uh, between whistle interviews or warm-up interviews, I think it's I, th- I think it's stupid. I or, hate that too. I think it's stupid. I, yeah. I I don't I don't need to hear, and and this is just me. I don't need to hear Connor Bedard's breakdown of the breakout in the in the in the second period when they they were they were down a man. I think it's I think it's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. What do you do? Well, we gotta get it deep. Gotta try harder. Gotta fuck. I don't care. I, I think it's stupid. I think it's a yeah. It's a, it's. A, I think it's dumb. So I and and because I think that's dumb. I I also think that maybe the Blackhawks media team can say, you know, what, can you can you ask Corey Perry, who's been around for for thirty years, ask him instead. No, fuck that. Like you don't think that's all laid out, right? You get him. You get him one time every other game between periods, and then and then after the game. But it's every okay. game day. Like I, I, I've watched three out of the four that he's played so far. Not what? Like, okay. Thing parts, but yeah, but but maybe that's the Jason saying you got to get up there and get your face in there, and so we can sign these things because clicks equals uh, more money. Like, and and what do you want? Like, what do we want? What do we want for your career? Do we want, do we want to max, maximize on your uh, potential? If a guy wanted to, to run away, he can, he can be fucking Mark Giordano if he wanted to. I'm sure. If you're the best player in the absolute fucking planet, but, but doesn't, but do, do not know how to conduct yourself in front of a microphone. Fucking rights. No, I'm not talking. That not uh, talking. that comparison of Mark Giordano and fucking Connor Bedard might be the first comparison in the history <laughs> of sports media. In the history of sports media. Like, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like I, a boring, I, I, like, I get it to an extent, but I, I, at some point, there because the. the, the the Blackhawks brought brought some players in like Taylor Hall and like um, uh, Felino and like Corey Perry to to, to help the kid. I, I don't want to say groom because you say groom a kid that takes a whole nother fucking um, situation. Now, a bad word now, yeah, yeah, groom. You shouldn't say groom, but to help a kid out and to and to teach him and to to help a kid out. Um, I I just think that there's ways that maybe the Blackhawks. Uh, media staff could maybe handle this a little bit because it's early, and all of a sudden, when you get into fucking, let's say, 
in November and December, and he may, he might go through a tough spell, and then they're asking him again and again and again. You're still a kid, and you're still human, right? I think it's I think they could find a way to ease him in a little bit. I know what you're saying, a hundred percent, that he's been he's been he's been taught this for a long time. He's been he's been learning how to be Connor Bedard for a long time. But when you get because this team's going to suck, they're going to suck. They're not going to win a lot of games. Like they're 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 not very good, but when it gets in, into December, they're going to be like, okay, the honeymoon's over, and this is going to start happening. The, the finger pointing—that's bad radio, but I'm, I'm finger pointing. But you know, but you know, what I'm getting at like, why not just ease them into a little bit? Like it's, it just seems to be a lot. It just—it's just to me. Fuck it, no, uh, absolutely not. Like we ask the same of NBA uh, rookies, we ask the same of NFL rookies. We asked the same of uh, major league uh, baseball rookies, but they right? never come in right up, right off the hop, never. But but just because, like, I don't, I don't know for whatever reason. Okay, here's like the thing, Dave. No, 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 no. Like, okay, like then, then, then I'll interrupt. But yeah, right. Like, um, uh, what's his nuts? The motherfucker in the Jets that we we have to hear what he has to Not say close. all the time. Yeah. The 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 video game guy from Arizona, right? You, you hear what they have to say all the time. We know that they have problems with video games, for fuck's sake. You know, it happens in other sports. So, like, fuck off. If you want to get paid the big bucks and if you want to be the face of the franchise, then you got to fucking buck up. And if you don't want to buck up, then don't buck up. Just the say, I, I don't want to talk right now. This, 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 this is where you're wrong. The the big difference is is with with you, the, with college football and college basketball they play in front of thousands a hundred thousand people. Connor Bedard was playing in front of five thousand people a night, maybe in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's a big difference. That's not well. Like yes, he Basket, was, he was basketball. Playing. Basketball they play in Final Fours. Big difference. But the there guy, was a the guy in front of the guy who goes the guy who goes first overall in Major League Baseball. He doesn't play for three years. He gets to learn a little bit. He gets brought up midseason to to be a replacement. This kid's getting fucking thrown in the fire right off the bat. He's not getting. I'm sure. I'm fire. sure he's gonna figure it out. Thrown but, in the fire, like you're like. But like, the, what, the, like, the other three, the like, other three leagues, they 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 play in way bigger leagues before they're drafted first overall. Way big. No, but like I, I, I get what you're saying when he's playing in front of five thousand. But like after the game, there was twenty mics in front of his face. Yeah, this, there was we twenty mics in front of his. In the fucking no, I, times. but nonetheless, like it, it was, it was training by fire, right? I and mean, then now that he's uh, there, now, now there's honestly a hundred mics in front of his face. And so that's a difference. But he knows how to talk. He knows how to conduct himself. And and why not? Like honestly, why not? This is what he this is what he wants. He wants you don't think he wants to be a superstar in the NHL? I'm sure he does. And what a superstar in the NHL does is has people wanting to ask about him. I have I have I don't think they should take the brakes off. It's not like they're busting his balls. They want to talk to him. They want to talk to him. So I think the point of this conversation is Taylor Hall should fucking put a sock in it and let Connor Bedard be the hero that Taylor Hall never was. 
<laughs> to me, this is more of an attack on on fucking Taylor Hall than it is Fuck like on, on Connor Bernard's agent and and media stuff. I know I, I I like for for every for every Connor Bernard, you get a fucking Alexander Dag, right? For every Eric Lindros, you get a fucking Nail Yakupov, right? So it's it's it, there's a fine line, man. And the NHL they they come out of junior hockey. And it's a big difference. And yes, these kids are taught a lot, a lot more now than they used to be. A hundred percent with media training and sensitivity training and, and all on on it is. But it's just a lot. And this the, the social media nowadays, it's a lot more than it ever was. And I don't think that Taylor Hall is I don't think he's being self-serving. I'm saying he's not a hundred percent wrong. He's about Forty-eight percent wrong and saying we need to slow this down a little bit. He's he's a kid. That's that's my opinion. Forty-eight percent. He's wrong. You're a pro. You're a pro. I don't care if it's your first year. I don't care if it's your thirtieth year. If 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 this is what that it's part of your brand. It's part of what we're doing. This is you and fucking like it or lump it. Get the fuck out. And he's delivering. He's delivering be he's delivering on the ice and he's delivering behind the mic. So so fuck off. You're selling jerseys, so yeah. he's selling jerseys. So like you know, we're gonna complain about what he's doing right now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta fucking uh, let him off. Like fuck you, Taylor Hall. You I know. What, they, they, no, no, I, no 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like like come December when things ain't going so smoothly. Maybe. Uh, well, we're gonna we're we're gonna find out. Hindsight's right? twenty twenty, right? Right. Fifty but like, forty or whatever. Like he's delivering, and he's the first overall pick, and he's been the only pick we've talked about for three fucking years. Oh, Here's I'm a the- big Adam Fantilli fan. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he with? The Blue Jackets. Columbus. Yeah, he was second. Yeah, he was there he you go. To Columbus. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Fantilly lace and a pretty face, right? Fantilly lace and pretty face. Chantilly lace and a pretty face. It's a big bopper. He passed away the same time as Richie Valens and Buddy Holly. In the plane crash, In the plane crash in 1956. (laughs) Whatever it was. Dave, uh, let's do some who is better and get out of here. Are you ready to go? It better be if there's any tailors in there. It better not be Taylor Hall. There are no tailors because I'm tailored out. <laughs> I am tailored out 100%. That fucking little twat waffle showed up on Siren Live yesterday for, or Sunday Saturday night for some reason. Jesus, fuck, enough. I enough. watched Saturday Night Live for the first time in 100 years. Yeah. I'm not entertained. Uh, it was, it wasn't very good. Uh, what's his, uh, who was Pete Davidson. It wasn't very good. No, you know, he had no. a funny bit. We can update funny. We can, those boys are funny, but nonetheless, we're, we're not here to talk about that. Dave, we're coming up on Halloween season. Uh, we're two weeks uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure you got your costume all laid out, ready to go. But uh, who is better? Uh, the lesser of the uh, famous Kelsey's, Jason Kelsey, or Friday the 13th masochist, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Uh, you know what? The one and two, 
I remember going to two of those Friday the 13th just for kicks. I'm going to give this one to Jason Kelsey because, you know, horror films back in the day were different and they were more gruesome than scary. Yeah, they were more gruesome than scary. And it was also not suspenseful is that if that makes it a thing like the I, I don't I don't know but I'm not a horror <laughs> yeah I'm not a horror movie guy so I'm gonna I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the the nod to the Super Bowl champions um with the Eagles Jason Kelsey Jason Kelsey uh I gotta go with Jason Voorhees. Just a simple fact, he came back from dead a number of times, and he could take the like, axe to the head through a hockey mask. I gotta go with Jason Kel- or Jason Voorhees on this one because uh, I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that Jason Kelsey is going to survive the the media that his his brother is um, drumming up with the whole Swifty fucking bullshit. So I'm gonna go with Jason Voorhees on this one. And you know, and Voorhees, like I'll give you this, like which I normally give a nod to, the icon, right? That's 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 forty years. When you say Voorhees, people know what you're talking about. Not necessarily, Jason. No, like Friday people our vintage for sure. Yeah. Yes. Now, now, when you say Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's not the guy being talked about. No, not at all. No, it's fucking Swifty's talking about. Actually, the Swifty Fest at the end was at, there were people with, with Kelsey uh, Chiefs jerseys on, she said. <laughs> losers. Media fucking, fucking icons. Uh, Dave, who is better? Uh, prime time. Deion Sanders, lot loser, up 29 nothing The other night to Stanford, fuck Stanford. Or Colonel Harlan J. Sanders himself, the Colonel of the Kentucky Fried Chicken Empire. Who is better, Deion Sanders or Colonel Sanders? <laughs> That's hilarious. Because back in the day, there was nothing better than a bucket of KFC. Honestly, there was nothing better. Oh, and, and 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 I, I they changed their recipe, and they specifically changed their recipe on gravy. And for that... Watch it. For that, like, there was a day where I would have, like, you know, I would have taken French fries and gravy and put it in a fucking thing and 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 done that and just the drumstick would stand up in that gravy. Oh Christ, that gravy was so goddamn good! But about ten years ago, they changed the recipe on the gravy here in Canada. It's not good. I don't know the last time you had KFC KFC gravy. So what I'm gonna say, yeah. Um, back and then also to prime time back in the day when the gravy was still good. I didn't like him. I I I really appreciated um his defensive ability. I loved it when he caught a punt and ran it back or his pick sixes. He his 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 ability was couldn't be beat. Uh, Primetime was one of the best um, DBs that I've ever seen played. But 
KFC gravy with a bun and dipping is one of the best things I could ever imagine in my life. And I want that back. And so for that, sorry, Prime, give me back the old school KFC gravy and a bun, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders for sure to me is 100% better. Uh, the, the Definitely the... Uh, the longevity has been been a, a, time, a time or two, and he never, and the colonel never said a bad word about anybody. Whereas prime time was more about me, me, me. Colonel Sanders was trying to help out the people and then feed people, and uh, you know, so, yeah, there's some clogged arter- arteries and everything else that happened because of uh, Colonel Harlan Sanders. But the the cur- Colonel Sanders is way better. I would pay good money for that old school gravy. Oh, I don't know where that man. fucking recipe is. It's like the, all it, of it, the chicken, the things, oh, and the stuff, and and like the next day, the, like the bun next day, and the gravy. Oh, like you, yes. if you go next day, Dion Sanders, and next day Colonel Sanders, I gotta listen to Dion Sanders interviews the next day. I don't want to. I want next day. Colonel Sanders. There's no give me that, that. Give me that fridge and gravy out of the fridge. All of it. Colonel Sanders is it. way better than Dion Sanders. That right, brother. Yeah. Uh, Dave, who is better? Tony Romo or Tony Romas? Tony Romas. I hate Tony Romo. Uh, Tony Romo. I like he he was a shitty quarterback. He's uh, um, the only reason we know is if he played for the Baltimore. I would say he was shitty. He's better than most. He was average. Better than. He's not as good as Tony Roethlisberger, or Tony or Ben Roethlisberger. He's not as good as him. He's not as good as him. Right? Like he he's 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 a B plus. Fuck him, and he's a terrible announcer. I was listening to one of the games he was on. I fucking hate Tony Romo. Is he eats with Jim Nance on CBS, correct? Yeah, Jim Nance wants to be going like, why am I stuck with this fucker and why is he making more money than me? That's one of those things. I, I don't know. It's, it's 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 really good. I don't they have in states, they must be in states, no? I don't know, but they're they're good. I I make better ribs than they do. There was uh, uh there but, was, but they're there. There's there must be something in there, uh in their food and in their ribs. I had a bit of a situation at Tony Roma's medicine hat where I uh, was halfway done my meal and yeah, she was ready to come out the, uh, the other end. And I had to fucking, I, uh, there was a, there was a thing. So just on, on that note, I'm going to say that Tony Romo is better. I like Tony Romo's a lot. My dad loved Tony Romas, but there was a situation where it didn't turn out very well for that bathroom medicine hat. So I'm going to say that uh, Tony Romo for me is better than Tony Romas. I turn I turn the volume down if it's a game I'm watching and Romo is is calling it. He's that bad. I hate. I can't stand him. Uh, I was uh, at Bubba Gumps in Edmonton at uh, the West Edmonton Mall there on Ooh. Saturday, uh, drinking some beers, having a good time, family and friends and everything else. Having to, I think it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm I'm a big I'm a big big Bubba Gumps fan. Like those restaurant chains that are across across the United States. I think, I think the one in Edmonton's only, the the only one in Canada. But uh, Sally Field, she's on the movie Bubba Gump. Uh, she's uh, Bubba's or Forest mother. Uh, Dave, who is better, Justin Fields or Sally Fields? Sally Fields, without a doubt. Remember her uh, 
Uh, she was in um, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah. She, she was there. She was the she actually was. Nun. That's a good point. Yeah, she was. She won an Oscar for that's another funny. movie too. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. She like well, she's in Smoking the Bandit, so she must be better. Totally better, <laughs> without a doubt. She has a career. She has a Justin Fields. Fuck that guy. He hasn't proven himself. He has two good games. Yeah. Well. Would you say one? I think, I think he's like overrated. Two games? I think he's yeah. highly overrated. Sally Field by an ass, actual mile, total mile. Forrest Gump's a great movie. The Flying Nun. Do you remember that? Were you? I think that might have been a little bit before your time, but nonetheless, she was You're like two years thing. on me. For three, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, but you know, those were those were pivotal years when like we'll look up the flying nun. Have you ever heard of the flying nun? No, I haven't. No. Well, look it up. I saw it. So stop it. Okay. Don't 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 be smirch me. Uh one more. Who is better? David Spade or who I think's Oilers legend. And perennial tough guy, maybe the toughest guy to ever play the game, Dave Semenko. Oh, you know what? David Spade really made me laugh a lot. And I do, like, his brand of humor is way up my um, line of thinking like that. But by Scott uh, Sketch and, and, hey, I remember you when you were relevant, that kind of shit. That makes me laugh. That makes me laugh a lot. But Dave Semenko, fuck, rolling around without a helmet, patrolling the greatest player that ever played the game, and just and, and not and not fight a bunch. Uh, the the thing I liked about Semenko, sorry to interrupt you. The thing I liked with Semenko, watching those, he go over the faceoff dot or the faceoff circle, and he just give a little tap on the laces, like okay, if you, I'm here. Fight, if you want to fuck with the fuck, you're going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. And that was Semenko's the way he, and the psychological warfare that went in, in a hockey game with that guy. Yep. I love Semenko. Oh. If you want to fuck, I'm here to fuck. But yeah. if not, stop. Right? Stop like, uh, and, and, and Semenko, because like, he, he would fuck guys up. Oh, yeah. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He didn't win every fight. Like, there was tougher guys. I won't say there's tougher guys. Than him, but it, like there was no one he would not dance with. Like how many times did he beat up fucking Tim Hunter? Jesus! And Hunter, like, and with all due respect to Hunter, Hunter kept coming back. Yeah, like they 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 they, they, they did their jobs. Right? Like so, what do you do, right? Like you know, I gotta fight him. I gotta fight him. That was a different time of hockey. There, there's Dave Semenko holds holds a place in my heart. That um, you know, and it was McSorley after him, um, but it was Dave Semenko was the original, the original tough of, guy. Well, yeah, Tiger Williams. Well, well, no, it wasn't the original uh, tough you, you, guy. You, you, you want to original- You want to go way back to the, uh, the 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 Broad Street Bullies and fucking Dave Schultz and those guys. No, but like when I say the original, like it was the Gretzky keeper, right? Like he he he. <laughs> That's when I married the Oilers back in those days, when he was uh, Gretzky's boy. Yeah, so it's 
David Spade, like I, I enjoy his comedy and everything, but Dave Simenko will always have a, a a place in my heart for the role he played with those yeah, original no, orders. Great, that, like, I, the I, young I, love. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. Like back in those eighties, eighties orders teams and everything else. He got and the, the the Hartford Whalers for a while there. Dave Smith. Yeah. I wouldn't even known that unless you would have said that right there. Well, Dave, the fourteen twenty podcast were not only uh, entertaining; we are informative and, and educational. I love being educated by, uh, especially in places where I don't expect to be educated. There you go. Anyways, Dave. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pink, pink. Uh, we're gonna pink. hey, we're gonna hey now. I'm a rock star and let you know on on Friday night. So we'll have to figure out what we're doing on, on Thursday. I'll be in Parksville Thursday at my sister's place, so we'll we'll record from there. But so that should be entertaining. Uh, do you have a favorite pink song? Um, I, I, I do quite have like some. Pink, Not that get your party started. Uh, you're fucking perfect. I like that one. It's a baby, little baby, please one. something. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a perfect. I, I, I do dig that one and that uh, raise your glass. I like that one. Too. Oh, I like that one a lot. If she doesn't sing that, I'm going to get my money back. I will cause I a stink. I guarantee you she's going to say raise your glass. If she doesn't, if we, if, if we aren't raising the glass on, on Friday night, I will, uh, I'll be throwing glasses. One of those things. It's going to be a lot of fun. So and what's the one with, like, I ain't no Britney Spears? That was her one of her original hits. Uh, like in the first place. Don't let me get me. Don't, yeah. yeah Don't let has, me get me. Yeah. She has like some hits, one. and I dig it. Yeah, I, I, dig, I dig pink. I, yeah, dig, I like her. You know yeah. what? I dig on Pink more than I dig on uh, Taylor. Well, we weren't. This is uh, uh, Dave. This is tonight is the last night in the future of the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast that we bring up Taylor Swift. I'm. I done. never. You brought her up before. I, I know I did, but that I'm done. You can't help yourself, and you used to bug me. It, it's you curse yourself. Yeah, by bugging right. me about being a Swifty. I'm, sure. I'm not a Swifty, and now you're a Swifty. Yes. You're fucking Swifty. She should just fucking fuck you. off and stay fucked off. <laughs> fuck right off. <laughs> fuck me. Just play music I like. That's the problem with her. I don't, I don't, I don't disrespect her or anything. I, but like, I just want her to play music I like. Who do the uh, Broncos got this week? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Like, I'm done. I told you I'm done. After that, after that game, like I'm not going to worry about it because you know we we talked about it on uh, Thursday. The fact that the Broncos don't have to play on Sunday was actually a relief for me, and, you know, and it was. So I don't care. They'll play whoever they play, and I'll be frustrated and wondering why they're not doing this and that. And so why am I going to waste my energy? Wondering why they're not doing things where I well, can watch other teams and actually be entertained. Uh, that's with, like earlier on with USC. I'll have it on. I'll watch it, and I'll be on the island. So I probably, probably won't even, I probably, if I was home, I'd watch it. But I, I'm not going to care. Like it's on, you know, whatever. I'm not going to care because now they're they're done. They're, like I knew they were done three weeks ago, but now that yeah, fuck it, who cares? Try again next year. Yeah, and again, that's the thing too. Like, it's, it's like I don't have any aspirations, and and why would I keep watching to to think to myself what the Broncos should do different? They don't fucking listen to me, so fuck them. 
We're not divorcing. But fuck them for a bit. Separated. No, we're not even separated. Like I, I want to get back. We're just gonna, we're just gonna take a break. Is your relationship with the Broncos right now? Is it, honey? I think I'm going to go stay at mom's or my brother's or my sister's or in a hotel for a few days. Yeah, kind of like hey, I'm going to sleep in the basement. You do that all the time, don't you? I never sleep in the basement. Never. I can't remember. I couldn't tell you the last time that my wife and I have been under the same roof and not slept in the same bed. Oh, really? Every once in a while, the Deanne falls up on the couch. And, yeah. Oh, no, that happens. But like, then, like, I'll wake up at two in the morning. Like, I'll fall asleep watching a show. You still crawl upstairs. I still, I always crawl upstairs. I, I, I never do not wake up. I never don't wake up beside my wife in the same bed. So that makes it more more of a thing if you if if you were to as not with Kaylee, obviously, but if you The Broncos? With the Broncos. I'm sleeping, we'll, I'm sleeping on the fucking couch. You might Fuck put up them. the fucking tent trailer out the back and say, Fuck <laughs> You're right. I might I don't I care. Might. I'll call it as fuck it. I'm not fucking sleeping here. I have I have hammocks. I have this. I have that. Like there's there's a place like like we'll 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 still share it. I'd rather freeze to death than fucking sleep with you, you fuckers. We'll share an address, but I ain't fucking living with you no more. There you go. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This uh, nice show, fantastic show, Dave. A lot of fun. Uh, The uh, I don't know where we're going here. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself for the year round. You stick on the ice. What else, Dave? I don't want to see Valentine swinging high pitches. Fuck Taylor Hall. Fuck Taylor Hall, apparently. Fuck him, fuck them, fuck them all. There you go. Have a good night. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. From Island. (laughs) Have fun at paint next week. But we'll talk before that. Okay. I'm good.